Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Um, I have with me today Irene Wong, and she's here to talk to us about the Remember and Renew event. It is a gathering with Asian American Christians in Atlanta uh, happening on March 27th at 4 p.m. at the Peachtree Ridge High School parking lot. Um, so before I describe anything about it, I'd rather you listen and hear from Irene, Irene herself what the event is and what it's about. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, hello guys, uh, thank you for uh, listening to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have uh, Miss Irene Wong. Um, thank you so much for coming and um, thank you to Pastor, shout outs to Pastor David for connecting us and introducing us. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to be talking about something very uh, significant today. Um, so thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me, David. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you, if you don't mind, um, before we get into kind of the meat of the conversation, just kind of you know, introduce yourself, like who you are, what you do, and uh, we can talk about kind of the event, if, sure. if, if I can call it that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my full name is Irene Eng Wong. Mm-hmm. I grew up in New York City. My parents were immigrants, Chinese from China. From mm-hmm. My mother came from Hong Kong and before that China when she was 16. My dad was born in Brooklyn, New York, and his family immigrated from China. Um, yeah, before that, they were laundry workers, and mm-hmm. my mom's family came from restaurant workers. So I consider myself third-generation Chinese-American. Mm-hmm. We attended a Chinese church in Chinatown, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, many fond memories. Uh, Sundays were at church all day, mm-hmm. so it was very active in church, and Sunday school, youth group. And it really, um, yeah, it gave me a great foundation in the faith. And um, yeah, it uh, introduced me to Jesus and I was baptized there. Mm. Went to college, went to Brown in Rhode Island and was involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Mm-hmm. And InterVarsity was really integral in my faith. It just taught me how to have a relationship with Jesus, helped me fall in love with Bible study. Um, it just trained me in so many ways in discipleship mm-hmm. and leadership. So when I graduated from college, I joined InterVarsity staff versus a volunteer. I did spend a year teaching English in China, and that mm. was my year to explore missions versus um, ministry mm. in the U.S. And felt called to student ministry, came back and joined InterVarsity staff, which I did for 10 years in Rhode Island, wow. um, eight years in Rhode Island. But in 2000, was invited to come to Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. staff ACF at Emory University. Okay, And so I came to... Atlanta to work at Emory um, in 2000 for two years, which was a wonderful experience Mm. and loved it. Um, Was involved at the Atlanta Chinese Christian Church where I met my husband, Mm. William Wong. Mm. Um, But before we got married, I felt called to go to seminary. So I left Atlanta to go to Fuller Theological Seminary, which I also felt called to to do, finish my MDiv. Um, In two years full time, I had started it. Um, so I got my MDiv. While I was there, I interned at Evergreen Baptist Church, Ken mm-hmm. Fong's church. So i um, been really influenced by him and his ministry of being in an Asian American church. And mm-hmm. Fuller was a wonderful experience. Um, so graduated in 2004, got married, moved back to Atlanta. I found a position at the Atlanta Taiwanese Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. 
I was the EM pastor there for three years, mm -hmm. from 2005 to 2008. We started having children. So my daughters were born, um, the first one, and then the second one, and then I decided to step down from ministry. Mm. So I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years, which was I loved. We have three girls who are now 16 I have to think about this, 16, 14, and 11. <laughs> so um, that's been a privilege. So stay-at-home mom for eight years. We started going to North Avenue Presbyterian Church in Midtown because okay. I had already started the ordination process mm -hmm. at the Taiwanese church mm -hmm. and um, wanted to stay in a Presbyterian church where PCUSA, and my husband grew up in that. So it's been a great fit for us. It helped us grow spiritually and... I continued the ordination process, stayed in it, and in, let's see, 2017, I um, looked for ministry opportunity and start, beca became the executive director of AMI, the Atlanta Ministry with International Students. Oh, okay. So I was oh, wow. ordained to that ministry in 2018. Mm -hmm. So I am a Presbyterian minister, Word and Sacrament, serve a lot in my church, North Avenue, as well as other Presbyterian churches around. Mm -hmm. Our our ministry was founded by a Presbyterian pastor, mm -hmm. and so we have lots of relationships with um, Presbyterian churches in Atlanta, but as well as churches of other denominations as well. Mm -hmm. So our ministry is to welcome international students to Atlanta and connect them with local American friends. Oh, that's so awesome. we support students at Georgia State, Georgia Tech, mm -hmm. Emory, Kennesaw State, you know, 15 colleges and universities around Atlanta, mostly Metro Atlanta. Wow. So it's been a wonderful ministry. I've enjoyed it. Um, it's been challenging. It's given me many opportunities to serve in the campuses, to mm -hmm. meet international students, but also build a community with our many volunteers. Mm. If you don't mind, I, I just I thought of so many questions as you were yeah. going through your intro. Sure. The first question, um, you, you mentioned you're a third generation uh -huh. uh, Chinese American. Me as a second generation Korean American, um, having two daughters yep. I always wondered like what it would be like for them to grow up with parents who are second generation I wonder if you can give me a little bit of uh, insight into that like how it was like did you feel anything different about your father who kind of you know he as a second generation Asian American I understand that we're kind of stuck between two cultures and there is always a battle of how am I going to raise my child more in this culture or more in that? Did you ever feel that kind of tension with your father and your parents or? Well, the, I mean, the main thing is I didn't speak Chinese. I didn't, my father didn't speak Chinese mm -hmm. to, to at least to us. My mm -hmm. mother tried to speak Cantonese to us, but mm -hmm. we responded in English, of course. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, yeah, so I understand and I did take some Chinese in college. I mean, I think we grew up in the Chinese church, so we were pretty connected to mm -hmm. Chinese culture, and our family was there. So mm -hmm. growing up with all the traditions and Chinese New Year and eating Chinese food, mm -hmm. um, it was pretty easy to stay connected to our Chinese culture. So I feel that, you know, I did grow up pretty close in an immigrant family. Mm -hmm. But now raising kids who are in Atlanta, and my husband is also Chinese-American, um, like me, his parents um, were immigrants. But um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's always a challenge to introduce, you know, our kids to Asian and Chinese and Asian American culture and keep them connected and keep them visiting our family, which mm -hmm. is not in Atlanta. Um, but it's, it's important for us to keep talking about our 
Chinese American heritage and mm. our family, to tell them stories about our family. Yeah. That's really important to us. And I think that's the way we keep them connected. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, yeah, my, my parents live, actually, I don't know if you saw her. My mom's actually downstairs looking after my second baby okay. right downstairs. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I do have these touch points. I, but I always wondered, is that something they would want? Like, do they want to be still connected to like their Korean heritage? I think so. Okay. okay. I think everybody wants to know where they're from mm. and their family stories are so important for children to know mm -hmm. and to, to know where they come from and to be proud of their background. I mm -hmm. think that's really important to keep them connected to mm -hmm. their family heritage. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, thank you for yeah. that. Uh, and you, you mentioned you went to China to teach English uh -huh. for a year. So kind of what were the revelations that you had when you were pondering the question, you know, missions versus like ministry? Yes. Um, well, personally, it was a, a really good experience for me um, just to see myself in the majority and to mm. blend into the crowd and to have that experience. Because right. you know, growing up as Asian American here, you're always viewed as other or different and just to have that experience of being on the other side or the other side of the world that was that was big for me and then in terms of my own calling it just felt like um it, it just became clear to me through my passions like i i loved being there and exploring the culture but i really felt like i could do more as an asian american mm -hmm. in, in the u.s and with student ministry and just felt called to student ministry and then since when i came back to campus ministry felt called to international student ministry mm -hmm. so always being that bridge person being bicultural or multicultural that's really you know a way something that god has used even in my current ministry with that's international awesome. students yeah so how does that work is it um international students that come for international studies they'll like reach out to you guys or do you yeah. guys kind of like seek them out or uh... yeah well on me Atlanta Ministry with International Students. Ami is the French word for friends. Mm -hmm. We operate like a nonprofit on the, and we are, have partnerships with the colleges and universities. So we are in partnership with the international student offices. And so we offer our programs and events and we're a resource to international students when they come wow. to Georgia Tech or Georgia State. Mm -hmm. So whatever they're studying, they could be getting their master's in engineering and most of them are STEM majors. Right. Um, they can sign up for our welcome reception or events or we, what we call an Amigo International Friendship Partner. Mm -hmm. So we have a program that connects an international student with a local friend in the community because when you're an international student, it's so hard to meet people yeah. outside of campus. Yeah. So we connect them through our website and then our, the staff in our office do the connecting. Yeah. So we also recruit volunteers um, to be friends with the international students. So they find out about us through the school. Right, right. That's so great because yeah. I, I know for, I, I graduated Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, so I know there are a ton of international yeah, students are. there. So yeah, that's that's yep. awesome that there's someone there to kind of connect yeah. them to the people around Atlanta. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we've been a resource for international students for over 40 years. Yeah. So wow. have great. a great um, long time history and tradition of being in the community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And lastly, uh, I know you mentioned you are a stay at home mom for eight years. Yes. By the way, that's amazing. I mean, hats off to all stay at home moms. I think they don't get the recognition that they deserve because 
my mom was a stay-at-home mom and just kind of looking at my life all the support that she was able to give because she was there all the time mm -hmm. it's uh yeah i mean it, it's i wouldn't be the person i am today without her you know so like yeah the fact that you took you, I, I don't for my mom i don't like i don't know if she had a choice i don't she didn't really have a career i think she always just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. but having to make the choice between you know like career and stay-at-home mom i'm sure it's not an easy decision um but the fact that you did that for eight years i think i commend you and uh i'm sure your your daughters are super appreciative that oh that you did well that. i'm glad i could do it it was a real privilege and i'm glad my husband would support me mm -hmm. in doing it i mean so working in a church and when i was the em director at atlanta taiwanese presbyterian church and it's a wonderful wonderful community mm -hmm. having to preach every sunday that was a real challenge mm -hmm. and so my husband would work during the week because he's in finance and then mm -hmm. i would be working on the weekends preparing for sundays and right. then sunday and so it was just really rough on the family and yeah. so i just felt like it was better for our family to take a break yeah. and um or i mean from that schedule and for me to step out of ministry and There'll be seasons when God will call me back to ministry and mm -hmm. there's ministry that I can do now, having children in the home and also being able to work when they're um, at school or right. you know, when now they're, they're a little more independent. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, mean, I know uh, my, my wife, she works, but she recently got off of her maternity leave mm -hmm. and she always just says, you know, I don't know if it's like easier to be on maternity leave because yeah. like, like just being home, just having to watch the kids all the time, you know, it's it's not an easy task. You know, it's yeah. not a vacation from work. So, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. full time job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, um, yeah, Irene, I, I know um, uh, when we uh, first connected, um, you wanted to talk about an event and I, I had to be honest, I had forgotten about it. Um, so kind of the. the the name of the event, Renew and Remember. Remember and Renew. Sorry. Remember okay. and Renew, yeah, was um, like striking to me because mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like I can't, can't, I can't believe we were only one year removed from this event. But can you kind of explain to me what the event is and what um, we're trying to remember? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so it was a year ago on March 16th um, when the Asian spa shootings happened. There was a shooter that came from Cherokee County, and I'm sorry, I need to refresh my memory on the details, but he went to the Asian spas in Gold, I mean, in, in Cherokee County and shot some of the workers and some of those who were in the business, and then he went to Atlanta and went to the Gold Spa and shot um, a few more Asian business owner workers who were in the spa and those who were around, and forgive me for not being refreshed in the details, but there were a total of eight people killed and six of them were Asian women mm -hmm. um, who were spa workers and owners. And the tragedy, I mean, it was a tragedy that had happened in Atlanta. It was a tragedy that he shot and directed violence towards Asian women. And I mean, it's a tragedy that it happened, it, that it happened. But what was also sad to me was that he claimed to be a Christian and was a member of a church in um, Cherokee County. And the church has since disavowed him, but he was, you know, someone who was very involved and active in his church. So it was a tragedy on many counts. Yeah. But this event just evoked so many feelings for many of us in the Asian American community, one that we were targeted. Yeah. And Asian Americans have been increasingly targeted 
um, since, especially since the start of the COVID pandemic. And there's a website, an organization called Stop AAPI Hates that has been documenting anti-Asian violence since 2019 or 2020, since the start of the pandemic. And those numbers have been on the rise. And we've been seeing it, hearing it on the news where Asians have been targeted and been called names related to the COVID, or, you know, the China virus and Asians being attacked and told to go back to China or Asia. Or, and so we've seen this. And so it touched a point for all of us, for many of us in Atlanta, that it happened in our community, in that neighborhood. And for those of us who are Christians, it was particularly shocking because the attacker was a so-called Christian brother. And so we just felt like we had to respond. And personally, I just felt like I needed to say something or do something in response to it as an Asian American woman, Christian ministry leader. And I was invited a year ago to participate in a rally that was being planned to um, respond mm -hmm. to the, um, the events, the Atlanta spa shootings um, by David Park. And there were s several pastors who felt like we should do this. And there was an outside organization, Asian American Christian Coalition, who wanted to come to Atlanta to do this event. And they were also doing similar rallies in other cities around the US. So mm -hmm. it was like a national response by Asian American Christians. So mm -hmm. it was really exciting um, that we were gonna do something. It happened in a week. Mm -hmm. um, the team was just amazing. David Park was our leader, but he and others felt like we should, we need to involve Asian American women mm -hmm. um, in the planning. It needs to be primarily about Asian American women responding to this. Mm -hmm. And they rightly saw that we need to involve Asian American women on the planning team and on stage. And they brought in me and several others from different churches around Atlanta um, to be involved in the, in the planning of this. And it, it was pretty amazing. David was an amazing leader. He was, um, we had Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. 12 o'clock and five o'clock, you know, on the same days. Mm -hmm. And there, the things just happened very quickly. And different churches came together, perimeter, I think volunteer, offered the stage, they brought the stage. We yeah. had the worship team, we got all the volunteers, the porta potties mm -hmm. and the, it was on the Kmart, the old Kmart shopping mm -hmm. lot on Beaufort Highway. And mm -hmm. so that space was donated and there was security. And so it was just an amazing, event. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really felt that God was in it and right. it was an act of God to see it come together and the event happened and hundreds of people came and the speakers were heartfelt and amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had speakers from the Asian American Christian community, many pastors. It was, it was just really huge. I mean, I just felt like it was spirit filled and it was yeah. coming together the, to the community to say, you know, this this is not right, and, yeah. and we need to come together as a community to speak out against this, to stand against anti-Asian hate, to speak up for Asian Americans, and do it as a Christian community. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was significant for me too, because I was invited to speak, and it was just a moment for me where I just felt like God was affirming my calling to ministry, like that God had given me a voice to mm -hmm. speak mm -hmm. for him. But I've my whole life been afraid of using it. Mm -hmm. And if hidden, you know, as an Asian American woman, I don't, you know, don't volunteer. I'm like, oh, other people can do it. I don't need to speak or minister. And I've really struggled with my calling to ministry. I mm -hmm. mean, I really feel like it wasn't mine. It's God's the one who's called me to be a minister and a pastor. 
And I've always felt like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I have no models of anybody who's done this for me. And when I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, that was my Moses in the wilderness experience. Like, I'm happy raising my little lambs, my children at home, and I don't need to go back into ministry. Yeah. But, you know, God's called me, and I, yeah. and that event was a pivotal moment for me yeah. where I felt like God saying, I've called you to speak into ministry and I want you to use your voice. Mm -hmm. And so from then on, I've just felt like that was my moment. I don't know, fire in the bush sort of moment from like then on, it's okay, okay, I know I'm called to ministry, so I'm going to speak when God gives me opportunity. So I haven't questioned my calling or questioned using my voice since. So it was really significant for me personally. So over the year, you know, I've just been praying about that event and then what should we do this year and what should our next steps be. Mm-hmm. And so the planning committee has continued to meet a few times by Zoom and we've invited folks who were there to participate. And so we've had conversations, what should we do next? What should our next steps be? Mm-hmm. And one thing that the event showed us was that we responded to the Asian to the Asian spa shootings, like it was a reaction. This happened, and so we're like, okay, we have to do something. We have to meet, but it was all thrown together, and so there wasn't much forethought to it. Mm-hmm. It was a response, um, and so this year we felt like, okay, let's try to be more intentional about our gatherings and to come together to encourage each other, to strengthen each other, to remember what happened, but also to be more proactive in our response so to come up with a community um, or a space for asian american christians to gather and to express our voices to tell our stories Mm. and to you know express our god-given image and voices and the ways that we're that god has called us to to live and respond and work and be Mm -hmm. you know in our community Um, let's be more intentional about that so that's where the remember and renew has come up has come to be. Um, so at the end of last year, I started talking and reaching out to Asian American pastors and ministry leaders, men and women in Atlanta, different denominations, um, PCA, PCUSA, you know, Baptist, mm-hmm. Methodist, anybody, non-denominational folks, and just say, we're Asian American, we're Christian, let's come together to you know, it could be this event, but also let's be more intentional in our mm-hmm. relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. Let's not be so separated and right. siloed in our communities and our different church communities. And let's, you know, when something happens like this, let's be able to come together and speak with one voice like, mm-hmm. or be able to be more connected so we can support each other when tragedies happen, yeah. but also that we can build each other up in our ministries and calls and mm-hmm. the places that God has put us in. Yeah. That's that's um, that's amazing because the heartbeat of this podcast is also to kind of amplify and, and to share Asian American stories. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it something you mentioned kind of early on in the podcast is like Asian American, you always feel kind of like an other. Um, mm-hmm. So you almost feel disqualified sometimes to yeah. share your stories and, and and to speak up. But yeah, the the fact that we're trying to, you know, gather everybody together to you know really amplify that i think that's that's amazing that's great yeah and one uh one thing that i found interesting when you were talking about this is uh, you said you mentioned perimeter church uh donated the stage yep. for the first event that's 
because perimeter church is a huge like caucasian church you know and so the fact that they kind of also were in the mix is amazing to me because that really i don't know i always have this thought that like the asian american church is one thing like the broader like american church is another yeah they never really mingle yeah but the fact that like yeah even they were like hey like let, let us help you that's Wow, that's that kind of gave me chills. That's, yes, uh, yeah, that's, that's that was amazing too. I mean, and actually, I didn't know this, but mm-hmm. Perimeter Church has a lot of Asian Americans there mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Kim is on staff there, and he was our connection okay. for the event, wow. and he's still on our connection for this event, and I hope he he will speak at uh-huh. this coming event in March twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. But we had offers from Passion City Church to use the parking lots mm-hmm. and. Um, Many churches were supportive, and actually, we had Be the Bridge, Latasha Morrison. She spoke at that event a year ago, mm-hmm. and also Josh Clemens with One Race. Mm. And um, we're also talking with him, and hopefully, he'll come this year as well and speak this year. So we found lots of support from the community, and we also had lots of allies who were at the events on Beaufort Highway last year who just came out in support mm-hmm. of the Asian American Christian community and. Even on our mailing list since then, we've had many allies who yeah. are saying they want to support us and come and help That's and be awesome. there. Um, so kind of going back to the, the spa shooting, um, I wonder, and I asked this very carefully, I wonder if I can ask you kind of about how that event made you feel, like kind of your reaction to it. And I ask you because you are an Asian American woman, you have, you're raising three Asian American girls so I'm sure because for me I'll kind of share my reaction first um I have a wife I have two girls at the time it was just one but we knew another girl was on the way um my mother lives here um so when that event happened it was almost surreal to me because actually it was really crazy because the night before I recorded a podcast with a friend, Jane Mo, or Jane Packnow. Um, she's a journalist. Um, and we were talking about the rise of anti-Asian American hate or mm-hmm. Asian American hate. It kind of that's mm-hmm. spreading across the country. And mm-hmm. I remember us talking about it and saying, man, if you don't really kind of speak out against this, like something worse is going to happen. Right now, it's just people getting assaulted on the street. And, you know, that's already tragic, mm-hmm. but something big is going to happen if, if you don't really, like, put our foot down. And the fact that that happened the day after, I was almost like, is this real life? Yeah. Um, and immediately after that surrealness had settled, like, I was, like, calling my mom, like, telling her, like, hey, like, don't go to places by yourself. Like, if you need to go, like, anywhere, like, shady, like, like let me know. I'll go for you. Like, um, mm-hmm. I was talking to my wife, you know, just... My the protective instinct of a, a son, father, husband mm-hmm. like was on overdrive because yeah. I, and at the time there was so little information that had come out, and you know like it's even after the information had come out, it was like oh it was a targeted attack on people who look like my mother who mm-hmm. look like my wife, so yeah. it was um, yeah I I was just on high alert for a few weeks after that you know it was like draining on my part but Mm -hmm. i was like man i can't imagine what my mom or what my wife are feeling so sure yeah for for you how how did how did you kind of respond and take that in right yes thanks for asking i mean i think to see asian women targeted it just touched 
on us because it felt like it could be our moms, mm-hmm. our aunties, sisters, um, yeah, friends who are Asian American. It just felt like, what, you know, someone in our community who could, who looks like one of us, and it could be one of us next, was targeted, mm-hmm. and so it was really personal. And I think as Asian Americans, we feel this collective sense of this is our community, and so this, you know, target was targeting one of us and therefore we're being targeted. So yeah, it was really personal. I mean, it was really, and I just felt like I needed to speak out. And and, and also because the, the Asian women being targeted, it also touches on stereotypes of Asian women being exotic or docile or silent or, you know, Asian how Asian women have been portrayed in the media, exoticized, but, you know, also, you know, there's, they're used, you know, they're sexual objects. And so, and also because they were targeted in this Asian spa industry, there was innuendos or, you know, um, yeah, yeah, about that. So, yeah, so it, it was, it, it was personal. I felt like I needed to speak out about it and spoke about it in my church and taught about Asian American history, history of anti-Asian violence, and um, spoke out in the community even before this event at some neighborhood gatherings. And so I just felt like if we don't say something, people are just, you know, we need to identify the stereotypes Mm -hmm. and the ways Asian women have been targeted and silenced and viewed as outsiders. And um, we need to say something. And so I just, just felt like it was like a call for me to speak about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. What was, what was the response um, from the people around you at the time? Where there were, did you? Get oh, in? there was lots of support. Mm. I mean, I just felt lots of support from my community in Smyrna, mm. from our church. Um, I just, I mean, it's, it's a majority white church with really trying to be intentional about racial reconciliation mm. and, and affirming of, people from all races and all over the world. So I felt affirmed in my church and support, and mm. I felt support, I mean, from everyone. So, yeah, I just felt like um, the community was supportive and understood, and especially the Christian community. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that it takes such a tragic event to kind of see all the people that are supportive around mm-hmm. you. But I think if like you had to pull a silver lining out of the situation maybe that's one of them it's hard to say that statement um but yeah i i i too um have felt that support um yeah from people who yeah i hadn't talked to in a while Mm -hmm. um they would reach out and say hey like i'm just thinking about you and your family right um yeah so that that was yeah the support really was uh, yeah yeah, Amazing. I had that too. Friends reach out to me on Facebook or texts who are non-Asian and yeah. Asian, but just to say, I'm thinking about you. I'm sorry this happened. Yeah. And so it did bring us together as a community in response. And I, I feel like, yes, it called us together. And so I, feel, I hope that we continue mm-hmm. leaning on each other and supporting each other and not being isolated. And, and COVID has just made us isolated the last two years. Mm-hmm being home and, you know, churches meeting online and, and I know churches are struggling right now. So I really want this remember and renew event to encourage the Asian American Christians and Asian American churches 
Um, but Asian Americans, wherever they are, whether they're in Asian churches, ethnic churches, EM ministries, or non-Asian churches, or majority white churches, um, I just want everybody to be encouraged and supportive and feel like coming together is, is a way that God calls us into community and we experience God's Holy Spirit love and grace by coming to an event where we can encourage one another and seeing each other and seeing that you know we're here, we're here for each other, seeing the image of God reflected in each other, hearing Asian American stories told from the stage and hearing God speak into that is, is, is something that I hope will encourage our Asian American community and churches. Yeah. Yeah. So can we, can we start talking about the specifics of the event? You know, when mm-hmm. it is, where yeah. it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be on Sunday, March 27th, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday afternoon at 4 PM. It's going to be in the Pre- Peachtree Ridge high school parking lot. Mm-hmm. We felt that when we planned it, we still needed to do it outdoors just because people would feel safer outdoors, but mm-hmm. it's a large space in the parking lot. And, one of our planning team members is on staff there, so it's been a great location. So we have that support the community, and there's lots of Asian Americans in that community. So it's going to be at Peachtree Ridge High School, March 27th, 4 p.m., and we're planning a program of an hour speakers to remember the event, so they will be just kind of reflecting on what happened. There'll be worship. Um, there'll be a t- moment of silence, time for prayers, prayers, um, reflecting on that event, maybe prayers in different Asian languages. And then there's going to be a time to reflect and to renew ourselves and our commitment to honor God, to serve God and respond with God, Jesus being central mm-hmm. in, in, you know, going forward from this. So taking this and moving forward, renewing ourselves in our faith and mm-hmm. our relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and hearing his word that he encourages us to go forth and be who God made us to be, fully Asian American and Christian followers of Jesus in the communities, the workplaces, schools, churches that God has called us to. Yeah. So to not be embarrassed, but to be encouraged and supported and strengthened by each other. So the program is an hour, and then we'll have a, a time of fellowship, food and fellowship. We received a grant from Stop AAPI Hates grants wow. um, administered by CPAC, so mm-hmm. we're grateful for that. So we do have some funding, which we'll use for the event and some food. And the idea is we want people to stick around and get and talk to each other and to have fellowship with one another. But also what we hope for is that churches and ministries and nonprofits will have tables there so we can share information about our different churches and ministries and nonprofits where we can get involved and mm-hmm. use our voices and serve the community and just be making a difference wow. um, because of our faith in mm-hmm. Christ. So we hope to have that time of fellowship and information sharing and um, gathering. Yeah. So yeah, so organizations are invited to have a table there, share information and just be there to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And this is an awkward question, yes. but is it mainly for Asian Americans or are like people of any race welcome? Like, what is the focal point, I guess? Yes, the great question. So we're calling it an, you know, Remember and Renew, a gathering with Asian American Christians in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So it's a gathering with. Mm. So it, it means those who are the speakers on the stage 
will be Asian American. It'll be Asian American stories and perspectives and prayers. Um, and Christians, were fo- the focus is on Jesus, but it, it's open to all the community. And so if anybody wants to gather with us, they're welcome. Mm. And, and we do expect there will be some non-Asians who are members of our community, of our community friends, and that's, they're all are welcome. Yeah. So all are welcome, but just know it is a gathering planned for, by, and with Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. So it's just a unique opportunity, I think, to express our Asian American stories, faith in an Asian American way, and just be together in ourselves and be ourselves without shame and yeah. just be who God made us to be. Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned it's in the parking lot, but I'm thinking about the school and there's several parking lots. Okay. Do, you know, do you know which one? Oh, yeah. yes. Well, I'm actually headed to the school this afternoon. Oh, so okay, we're okay. going to determine that this afternoon. Uh-huh. And I'm sure we'll have volunteers who will be guiding the way. So okay. just go to Peachtree Ridge High yeah. School. So There'll it, be signs and volunteers to gotcha. guide us. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, yeah, I was thinking my wife went there. And so there's like a parking lot in the back. There's like two in the front. But yeah, that's great. Yes. So just just if you are listening and you want to attend, you don't need to worry yourself with the specifics of which parking lot. Just drive in to the school yes. and I'm sure you'll be directed to, to the proper location. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, any any kind of last thoughts on that you yes, want to share? Yes, I, I yeah. do want to share that we don't want this to be just one event. Mm. And then we are talking about having other gatherings for Asian American Christians in Atlanta and, you know, continuing this network. So we we've sort of called calling ourselves the Asian American Christian Network of Atlanta. Mhm. I mean, if anyone has a better name, let me know. (laughs) But I mean, just to say we want to be connected to one another and perhaps offer these events later where we can tell Asian American stories. Mm -hmm. So one thing we do want to do and we are planning to do is a May AIPI Mm -hmm. History and Heritage Month events. You know, that's um, May is Asian American History Mm. and Heritage Month. And so we are going to... I mean, loosely, we haven't planned the details, but we're planning for May 15th, a gathering at Korean Central Presbyterian Church. Okay. So this is kind of more in town near Peachtree Industrial, or right under the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And we hope to hear from an Asian American seminary professor and American church historian, William, wow. Dr. William Yu, who mm-hmm. teaches at Columbia Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. And he'll be talking to us about Asian American, Americans in Christ, American Christian history, mm-hmm. kind of our role. I mean, there's so much, so it's going to be hard. But what I really am excited for him to talk about is to tell us about our history in American church history and mm-hmm. sort of give some overviews or understandings of, the, of that, but also to talk to us about who are our heroes mm-hmm. in Asian American Christian history? Like who are our Rosa Parks or mm-hmm. our Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? Like who can we look up to, mm-hmm. um, you know, as heroes in Asian American Christian history? So he's going to be there March 15th. And we've talked about this. May, you know, May 15th? I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> May, May 15th, okay. Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um May 15th, um, May's busy, so that's like the only Sunday that's not Mother's Day or graduation weekend. So I know <laughs> May's just busy, but yeah. May 15th, Sunday afternoon at 4, the idea is like there'd be a four, at 4 o'clock, there'd be a program an hour long, and then 5 o'clock, there'd be fellowship, mm-hmm. food and fellowship somehow. So um, Korean 
Central Presbyterian Church has offered their space to host us. Mm -hmm. So we're excited. Hopefully we can do it indoors, but they do have large fellowship halls where we can, you know, gather around tables Mm -hmm. and have conversations. So all are invited to that. Mark your calendars. And if you sign up for our events on our Google form, if you fill out the Google form Mm -hmm. and give us your email address, you'll get our emails. Mm -hmm. So you can find us um, on Facebook find our event on Facebook and hopefully there are flyers that are going around and I don't know if you have a website where you could post one. Of no, I'll, I'll, I'll or... post it on the, the show notes as okay, well. And great. yeah, I'll, I'll post it everywhere I can. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank well, you. that's, that's amazing because Asian American church history is something I know zero about. Mm-hmm. Um, when you mentioned who are our heroes, I couldn't think of a single name. Um, so the fact that there's someone who is knowledgeable in that, that's amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think, um, yeah, I mean, just in general, even like Asian history, it's something, if you grew up in America, you don't really get much exposure to, um, like Korean American history for me is something I had to like seek out like Korean history. I had to like kind of self teach and like watch YouTube videos to kind of like piece together. Um, but yeah, like I wouldn't even know where to go for like the Asian American church history. But yep. the, the fact that we're going to have an event like that, that's that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hope we can all, yes, know our stories better and yeah, yeah hear our history. Yeah. So, so for, for both these events, um, guys, if you didn't jot it down, I'll, I'll make sure to put it all in the, the podcast episode notes. Um, it'll be on the Instagram as well. Um, so if you, yeah, you can go back to that, refer to that. Um, I mean, thank you so much for coming today. Um, it's yeah, I think the fact that there are people out there trying to uh, unite us and, and to yeah, really be proactive, like you were saying, and not mm-hmm. just reactive to the things that are kind of happening to our community. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's amazing, and yeah, God's gonna do just amazing things through that. Yes, yeah. well, thank you for this opportunity to yeah. speak to you and your audience, and I hope to see you and look forward to seeing you on March twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely be there. Um, so yeah, hope hope you guys will be there too. And uh, I thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.